We've really gotten loose about the definition of an egg, haven't we? Peel back the wrapper on a Reese's peanut butter egg, and is that flat ovoid shape technically an egg? Does an egg have to exist in robust three dimensions for it to really count, or can it be as thick as a wafer, or even paper-thin? Are we happy with any substance surrounded by another substance ticking the egg box? I mean, has it been the shell this whole time that's the most crucial part of one's egg identity? This time of year, I can't help but think of my father's love of a Cadbury egg, a special treat that would be squirreled away in a pocket and brought home after work. If we went to the 7-Eleven on the weekend in April, I could reliably pick up a copy of Firestorm the Nuclear Man from the spinner rack, and Dad would put two large, wobbly, brightly colored eggs on the counter. At Easter, he preferred a giant coconut egg, but for casual spring days, Cadbury would suffice. My mother usually did not partake, though I imagine she still had a score bar in the fridge, partially eaten next to a stick of butter in the butter compartment. Are we all eggs? Gooey, sticky stuff inside, surrounded by a flesh candy coating? Are we only really ourselves when we crack and release our yolky truths? Friends, that's a lot of egg thinking for right now. <laughs> But fair warning, we will return to that when we stuff our cheeks full of white jelly beans and pick the fake grass from our hair after diving headfirst into the Easter basket that is the deep night. Oh, friends, hello, it's me, Dale Seaver, and I am so, don't say hoppy, happy to be with you as your host, guide, and wake-up call for this next hour of regrets and revelations we call The Deep Night. We come to you tonight, as we always do, say it with me, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, and oh, friends, I must tell you how much fun I'm having now that the Gowanus softball season is upon us. As some of you know, this year... I'm the proud sponsor of my niece Katrina's daughter, Pepsi's softball team, the boisterous Brooklyn Bolts. Resplendent in storm cloud silver jerseys, the team plays with tremendous heart every week, and I am their number one fan. I don't know how many other podcasters have sponsored youth softball teams, but seeing Deep Night with Dale on the back of those shirts, <laughs> there's nothing like it. This week, I brought them a score board, and the coach swooned. It takes so little to be extraordinary, folks. Just a little effort applied, and the rewards are enormous. In fact, that ability to look upon the world and say, we can do better, is at least partially at play with the work of my guest on tonight's program. I first came to know Lucas Nathan as Jerry Paper in a series of unusual and very funny videos on the streaming platform Eternal Family. Now, if you're not familiar with Eternal Family and you're a fan of The Deep Night, I think you will be richly rewarded by what they have to offer. <laughs> Those videos introduced me to the false confidence of a person supremely out of their depth. 
so it was a joy to discover just how masterful the voice behind that character is in real life. Lucas Nathan is one of those exceptional creators of worlds, sonically and with the assistance of a talented cadre of collaborators, visually as well. The guise of Jerry Paper has allowed Lucas to push beyond whatever constraints they felt when they were out of the studio, and it seems with their latest album that the two identities have finally sort of merged, and it's a wonderful achievement. But beyond that, a really solid musical experience. The album is called Free Time, out now on Stone's Throw Records. And it's a great thing to slip on the hi-fi. It's also a great thing to watch, given the many videos that accompany the album. Encouraging play. Embracing one's fluid identity. Breaking the hard shell to get to the good stuff. That's what we're talking about. And the perhaps surprisingly routine methods required to get there. Let's go now to my conversation with Lucas Nathan, a.k.a. Jerry Paper. Lucas Nathan, welcome to the deep night. Oh, hello. <laughs> Thank you. It's very early where you are, I gather. Thank you for getting up. Yes, I'm very, very sleepy. <laughs> that's exactly where we want you to be <laughs> for this. That's perfect. And uh, well, so far, I know there's not maybe not much has happened. Um, but how does this moment find you? Uh, what do what do you mean? Not much well, has I, happened. Has any? <laughs> where where are you right now in in time in terms of what's going on for you? Just this day. Uh, did you already have breakfast? Or are you just yeah? I did you roll over eggs. to the mic? Oh, that's good. Ate some scrambled eggs and toast. Made some coffee. Yes. Well, that all sounds like a powerful foundation for a good day. That's. I mean, that's that's why I do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I just I'm coming off of a very uh, meaningful tarot reading I just had. That was uh, really encouraging me to to embrace the light. Tell me more. Oh well, I got the uh, sun card, uh, which was telling me that right now there's a lot of uh, uh, positive things going, and I need to embrace that. I need to bask in that and not mm -hmm. let the shadows uh, that were threatening me uh, to 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 distract me from uh, enjoying and and being fully present in that light, which I think is appropriate as we're going to bask in your light today. Oh, yeah. I'm, radi I'm radiating. <laughs> you certainly are. You certainly are. <laughs> Do you go in for that, tarot uh, readings and things? Uh, I've never done it before. Um, but that doesn't mean I'll never do it ever. Yeah, I'm hearing somebody who is open to it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> Excellent. And you're joining us uh, this uh, day from your native Los Angeles. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And uh, there is a certain, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, there is an, a Los Angeles thing happening in your music. Um, and I don't know if that's present for you while making it or if uh, you're conjuring the world of your songs. Is it Los Angeles or is it something much farther afield? Um, I mean, I think 
I, I guess I, now that I think about it, I'm probably going to be a bad podcast guest because I really don't intellectualize anything that I do. I feel like when I'm making music, I try to think as little as possible. So I'm more of like a conduit to something inside me. Uh, so yes. I'm not thinking about it in terms of it being L.A. music or whatever. I do. I mean, I am from here. I uh, have lived here um, for six or so years and yeah i mean i i'm sure it's in my music in, in ways that i don't know but i feel like i don't know the act of making music is like reaching down into my unconscious and pulling things up so uh yeah the less the less i let my thoughts get in the way the better i think Sure, that's uh, often the case too, and I, I think I've uh, read where you talk about it being much, much more like play, and and much more uh, from a real sense of joy, and uh, really just responding in the moment. Is that how it all happens for you? Yeah, I feel like I can always go somewhere deeper than I am conscious of if I let myself be open to it. Yeah, and do you have to be in the in the right space for that to happen? Yeah, it requires a lot of uh, prep <laughs> in terms of like my whole life, <laughs> not not yes. just like in, like I have to like get in the zone or whatever. Like it's like my whole life has to be built around like creating frameworks for me to be free in. <laughs> right. And yeah. then as you're, as you're making, does it happen where uh, certain sounds uh, become more important to a different song than others and you're uh, constantly ev evolving one another? Or do you focus in on one track and build it in a very additive way or is it uh, much more collaborative among even the tracks that you're generating? Uh, I'd say it's pretty freestyle depending on where I am in the process of a record. I mean, at the beginning, I think... A lot of the time it feels like my eyes are closed and I'm just kind of figuring out where the foundation is and just f throwing things around and f feeling out what's going on. Um, but like as, I don't know, as I develop more tracks and they start, it starts to feel like so a cohesive body, then, I'm, then I can start to think of how they respond to each other. So I've always been like an album head. Love mm -hmm. albums and flow of albums. Um, so, which I know is is not good now. <laughs> it's not what people want these days, but I love it. <laughs> well, it's counter to the market's impulse, but certainly yeah, there are exactly. those of us who are, who are drawn to, to having that full picture. And I guess... But yeah, the, I like it as a process. Yeah, yeah. Continue, and I like please. considering it as a whole, and it's a, it has a nice flow to it, certainly this new album. Um, and and the only other thing I'll say about the L.A. piece to it, I guess, for me, listening back through a couple of the albums, was that there is a sort of mm, overall sunniness, a kind of brightness that holds everything in equal light, meaning that there is the beauty of the mountains and the palm trees, while also the sort of cruddiness of a gated storefront on Melrose. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, everything is there and present in a way that feels very honest. Cool. I mean, that's good to hear considering I made it in this windowless room that I keep only lit with like four <laughs> dim lamps. <laughs> so <laughs> for me, I the like my whole process with making this record was like wake up and then make sure I'm in my studio at by 10 a.m. And then t it's from 10 a.m. on it's nighttime. 
Like it's just like it's very very dark in here. <laughs> There's no windows, and I just it's nighttime. And then I open like my garage door, and then it's literal nighttime. So it's just like for me, I just like wake up, eat scrambled eggs, and it's nighttime for the entire day. <laughs> that was the whole process of making this record. Uh, so it's cool that it feels sunny and <laughs> and like palm trees because yeah, it was definitely very internal. <laughs> yes, experience. well, sometimes that's where we carry the light, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> where, where we must. Um, well, uh, Lucas, uh, as we're talking, of course, you released the albums under the name Jerry Paper, and that is your kind of performative alter ego, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm always fascinated when people have these sort of other beings that they inhabit. Um, mostly, I want to know what they're hiding. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? But since there are kind of two of you in the world, a two-part question. How is Jerry different from Lucas? And what role does Jerry play for you? Uh, what does he allow you to do? What do they allow you to do uh, that you wouldn't do as Lucas? Um, I think, uh, I mean, not no disrespect to my alter ego, but I think it's... Uh, Jerry serves less of a purpose for me now than they did. <laughs> um, like when I was younger, I felt, well, really up until like a couple of years ago, I felt very um, <clears throat> anxious and bottled up in my life and then very, very free on stage and very free in my music. Um, so like Jerry was always my free place. And mm -hmm. I guess free time, the the new record is kind of, the like crowbar to the freaking Jerry Dome, like just knock it open and just release, release Jerry into my life always so that I am like Lucas is now free. <laughs> I don't have to be constrained or like compartmentalize myself into Jerry as much anymore. That being said, it seems uh, like unnecessary to get rid of the name and also like i love jerry because they freed me <laughs> right. and like that was sure. my that was my the space that i channeled my freedom into for the past 10 years um and i'll you know i guess the yeah t to me it was like it was my baby like stepping out and like being into being free and now i feel um yeah the ma i guess the mask of jerry has become like jim carrey's mask <laughs> Yes, <laughs> melt molded into my face, and now I'm <laughs> now I'm just full full green all the time. <laughs> How wonderful! Um, well, you know that ties into something that I've been exploring all all season, um, which has to do with sort of as I'm moving through a moment of grief, I'm talking with my guests about it, were there endings or were there losses that happen that. Uh, Necessary, uh, that, that created change for you, that uh, prompted some kind of transformation or something. And uh, if people can pinpoint that in their lives, it does feel as if this is, I don't know whether to characterize it as a loss necessarily, but certainly an ending that prompted this transformation. That seems right in line with those, those thoughts um, that you're now ending Jerry's uh, perhaps hold. Or, 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 uh, well, the your, protection your... that Jerry offered me as, yes. as a shield of like, or, or as a mask that I could wear to be myself. And now I'm like, I don't need the mask. I'm good. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, and, and that is a, such a profound and wonderful thing. Um, I hope you're uh, celebrating that and honoring oh, yeah. that in all the ways. Yeah. Yeah. It must feel uh, tremendously good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it feels amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, I can think of two big losses in my life that prompted me to open in different ways. Uh, the most recent one being the, of course, pandemic. Everyone's, everyone kind of projected their own traumas onto that experience, I think. Um, yeah. And for me, I mean, I think like I had been quite wrapped up in album cycle of like write songs, record album, go on tour, write songs, record album, go on tour. And that had become kind of like a comfortable wheel that I was on, um, for a few years. And that also very much depended on my compartmentalization of my like, you know, uh, more, anxious rigid self of the like you know not out lucas um and then the like free perform performance aspect uh of uh where i could really let myself free in jerry um so i very much depended on on live performance as a way for my like gender expression and also just my expression as a person in, in like every way that i don't fit into the world um that was given to me mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean i think losing that losing that avenue made me realize how why should i live in a framework where i could lose that when i could just have it with me all the time um right so then i came out as non-binary and felt much more in tune with myself very much connected to my feelings and and myself uh in ways that i really like of course i was in in a lot of ways but um i was also quite bottled up and very much like i guess the freedom that i got on stage is now with me all the time i still love performing and it's still a very very free space and a really like amazing expression that i that i cherish deeply but um it feels less desperate uh and and like my only it, it, like it doesn't feel like if i lose that then i lose everything anymore right right well, that's a, a powerful moment to be in uh to to integrate those aspects of yourself and to to move through the world fully oh yeah <laughs> fully as who you are not as who you expect yourself to be or who others expect you to be but who you are um it's oh yeah it must be just a, a joyful moment for you. Now, with, yeah. the, with the with the time frame, though, did that coincide with this album itself into making it? Or is that sort of you completed the album and then that came out? How did it find itself uh, in relationship to the album? Yeah, that was the catalyst for for this album. I mean, I'm, I'm always writing music, but that freedom is kind of the, like, the nugget at the center of this album like that was with me the whole time it's just this sense of like i'm free i'm free i'm free and um i don't know i, I was thinking a lot about it's interesting because I, I i was thinking a lot about this concept but i didn't quite have the words for it and then recently after i finished the record i was reading um this book playing in reality by dw winnicott it's like a um child psychologist i guess um Mm -hmm. but i don't know big 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 uh 
person thinker in the world of psychotherapy. Um, and there's this one concept in the book of like tying illness to compliance and um, health to playfulness and freedom. And mm-hmm. it's like kind of exactly what I've been, where I've been at for so long. So I kind of like being able to see that, that language and thinking about like the illness I feel when I'm being compliant and judging myself against the world. And then the freedom I feel when I am playful. And to me, to me, playfulness really means like living by your own rules and like checking in with yourself and making the decisions that feel right to you in the moment. A a more like sensual existence, I guess. Yeah, Um, sure. And tapped into to to your feelings. Yeah, a much more rewarding way to live, I would think. Oh, you freaking bet. (laughs) <laughs> it, it's so and uh, uh, I think about that a lot too um, especially as I try to enter in whatever this new phase is sort of post in grief uh, to, to get back into the body to not disconnect from the things to understand who I am in a new reality uh, separate from that which has come before so uh, these are uh, good ideas to keep <laughs> Keep in yeah. mind and keep active for us. Um, uh, I've started taking some aerobics classes, which have really helped uh, to keep things moving and to embrace yeah, that part of me, which, again, after the pandemic, too, I haven't moved much in a couple of years. Uh, yeah. So good good to get back to it. I know. Well, also, the, you know, the mind, mind-body mind uh, duality is bullshit. I'm allowed to say shit on this. You sure can. Sure. Shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, mind and body are absolutely one. Yeah. So. Yes. Good to respect that, too. Um, but if I may return to the uh, previous, well, just the various kinds of, uh, I won't go to a duality. I will go back to the various kinds of expression because uh, I actually first came to know about your work really through uh, Cameron Farmer and then mm-hmm. the, the uh, through the looking glass of Eternal Family and, oh, yes. and the videos that are on there, um, which is another kind of version of uh, yourself being put out there. And uh, the Jerry Paper that is musical Jerry Paper, very confident, very uh, uh, able to produce this music that is beautiful and groovy and encouraging movement and dance and sophisticated in its uh, construction. And then the uh, Jerry Paper of the non-music video uh, things, which are still about music, but Go with me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that, that person is uh, searching still, maybe <laughs> at a different point in their advancement, certainly not uh, confident, or if that confidence is there, it is misplaced. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I think of, well, if you're referring to the Jerry Paper teaches uh, things, I, I very yes. much think of that as uh, extreme confidence. <laughs> Fool, <laughs> foolish Truly, like the like the stupidest person being extremely confident. That was kind of the character that I was that I was playing there, right? And so, in those uh, teaching videos, that's te- you're teaching an audience member how to construct music, pop yes. music, uh, various different kinds, and it is clear, uh, quite 
early into it that this person teaching uh, maybe has never been exposed to music before. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the concept is certain... fresh. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> it's, and there's so many uh, beautiful moments in it that I think, again, to that idea I was thinking about, the flatness of light, that you hold up all the in-between moments, too, where uh, as in an actual teaching environment, you might watch a person search for a file on a computer for an extended period of time. Yeah. <laughs> or, or there might be sounds that are kind of ambient sounds that one would work to edit out, uh, which you embrace <laughs> and amplify. Um, yeah. <laughs> with these. All the seams are definitely showing and then some. <laughs> yeah, those are very fun to make. <laughs> They're they're beautiful. And uh, along with the uh, idea of embracing sort of the album as a concept, you have also held on to the idea of the music video. Uh, you're talking in terms of my, like music videos? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. They're, they're definitely, it's definitely uh, something I absolutely love and will do as long as I'm able. But yeah, I, it's, it's hard to make music videos because they're expensive and they yield, uh, I guess, little monetary benefit for anybody <laughs> but sure. they're very fun and, well, I, and to me what i really like about music videos is is to be able to spend more time like growing the music but in a different dimension like, i feel like i like spend all this time growing the music when i'm making it and then it's like done air quotes mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but then to be able to like invite a filmmaker in the mix and be like, hey, let's just let's figure out what the visual dimension of this would look like. And then to explore that with someone is always quite fun. Yeah. And it has a distinct uh, visual aesthetic that you have uh, put forward. <laughs> Was that yeah. difficult to arrive at or uh, um, did that come around quite naturally? No, I mean, I, I, I try to be extremely loose with my collaborators. I, I like to, I think the best way to collaborate is to be playful instead of dominating. <laughs> instead of being like, this is the vision and you have to execute it perfectly. It's like, what if we did this? And then they'll be like, no, but like, what if we did this? And I'm like, no, but what if we did this? And then we're like, okay, that's cool, but maybe we'll change. Like, you know, you're just like throwing ideas around and, um, and yeah, I just, I collaborate with people that I, whose work I like. So I feel like it. They can complement each other in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does also advance the the world and the story of Jerry Paper, you. I mean, it's a, it's a, a, a dense <laughs> world, and there's a lot of them. It's really something. Um, yeah. Will you continue to do that with the new album, and, and, and have you done some of those videos already? Yeah, there's uh, one. Well, I don't know when this is coming out, but there's... I mean, I'm assuming this will come out later than a week from now. Is that yes, wrong? it'll come out in advance of the of the album. Okay, then right around yeah, there. there'll be there'll be a couple of music videos for sure. There's already, yeah. I mean, as I speak in the world right now, there is one, and then there will be another one very soon. Which, when you listen to who's, will probably be out already. Yes, people will already have seen them, no doubt. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. Multiple times, bookmarked Yeah, the, um, the yeah. Um, one for the song Just Say Play will actually be with the person that I collaborated with on the Jerry Paper Teaches videos. Oh, Dan great. Straight. Oh, good. Yeah. Great. I love that. Uh, tracking everybody, going <laughs> about that. Um, that's uh, 
uh, it's wonderful. And the concept, uh, the album, Free Time, uh, is, again, we said it was connected to play, and it does seem like you're having some fun with it and really allowing yourself to, 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 to fully participate in life. And that's evident, I think, in the songs um, and in the tracks. And my gosh, it's so nice. Um, we were suddenly faced with so much free time. <laughs> And it's nice to return to a concept that free time can be filled with joy and dance yeah. and movement as opposed to uh, being kind of sad and making bread or whatever we were doing Yeah, for the past two years. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, it was very much like free time, I think less as like I have free time and more as like, like I was thinking of it more as like this is my time to be free. Like, um. Uh, the working title for the record was "My Free Space," which I thought, which made me laugh. But then I thought "Free Time" was like better, <laughs> had more like layers to it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like because I, I, I kind of was trying to train myself into thinking of like my like studio that I work out of as my free space, and that when I walk into it, I'm in uh, like dream dream time where all every, like symbols are, are layered, and I just kind of let myself make connections that I wouldn't make if I was feeling a bit rigid, like just get fluid and free. Mm -hmm. um, so it was more just like, wake up, eat scrambled eggs, like walk and then walk in here and, you know, get wakely for eight to 10 hours and then walk out. <laughs> <laughs> but you needed to have that structure and that, uh, that yes, commitment. I always need to have some kind of structure. Um, Otherwise, I'm too it's too mushy in my brain. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I know what that's like. <laughs> Are you sick of the eggs, though? Are you ready to change that up? I mean, today you had them, so today I had them because I knew I needed to be awake. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I stopped. I, I as soon as the album was done, I stopped eating scrambled eggs every morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's for the, it's just for the like. Best. Yeah, it's just like it's a really I'm first of all, I'm really good at making scrambled eggs. So I, I they're delicious and it's nice to start your day with that kind of pleasure. But also uh, they if I have three scrambled eggs, and two pieces of toast, then I'm like full for hours. So that's yeah. also quite helpful. So I don't have to like be, get interrupted by thinking of what kind of tasty food I want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> right, you get a, a farmhand special or something there to start, and then you're good uh, yeah. until uh, until supper. Um, <laughs> and are you uh, uh, though? Now that that uh, uh, schedule is done, you're complete with the album. Have you been able to get out and do do some things to to enjoy yourself? I know that it's a little bit still pandemic-y, and we're. <laughs> There's not a lot that everybody can do, but uh, have you have you been enjoying things out of doors, out of that small room? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm living my life. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> hey, you're getting out to the park. You're going on a hike. Uh, what what might be some of the things that you're doing? Oh yeah, going for a walk. Uh, I love to go to the movies. Um, yeah. Uh, eat food. 
Yeah. All good things. No, listen, there's, yeah. no, there's no wrong answer there. <laughs> Just uh, I'm always interested in self-care and what happens. And it seems like it was a very intense period for you of working yeah. very difficult. And I, I'm just uh, hoping that you were able to get out there. And, and Oh, yeah. I mean, also, the, the making music is very uh, deeply like nourishing for me. I, I love it. Yes. So that was that was kind of the best. That's that's as good as it gets for me to be in the full like album hole where all I'm thinking about is the music is uh the best. But yeah, I mean I find I find quite a lot of pleasure from food. I think it's a good um place to look for pleasure because you have to do it every day. So yeah. you know it's like you might as well turn something that you have to do into into uh, an opportunity for pleasure. Yes, uh, I'm. I'm uh, appreciating the realignment uh, uh, or, or the uh, perceived difference that I'm having between joy and pleasure, uh, <laughs> because mm -hmm. the, uh, I don't know. Pleasure has a little more something to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I think maybe I need to bring some of that into my life too. Um, yeah, I've yeah. well, I've I've lately I've been thinking about the difference between uh, being happy and being healthy. Like I feel mm. like so much of uh, you know our uh, culture is based around like the pursuit of happiness, which I feel like is like actually maybe kind of dumb and leads lots of people to blind themselves to things. Whereas health, I think, is more open to the challenges of life. And I feel like that is a better way to feel like solid and fulfilled than to try to be happy all the time. Because I think sometimes you should, you don't ha you shouldn't be happy all the time. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> you're definitely blind to something if that's where you're at or you're like pretending like that's just not how it works. You don't right. get to and both of those do. things again root yourself in the body. The pleasure and health are both uh, less of a state of being or something, and really require full participation in yeah, the body. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, I'm, being open to things also makes you know you're not so in control, which means that life can be more interesting than you could think it would be. Is another thing. That's another. A whole other issue that I think about quite a lot. <laughs> it's like, why would I want to live in the world, like my fantasy world that I can imagine when I could live in a world that will surprise me? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Best to not know everything that's coming, I'd say, and then respond uh, yeah. fully and in the moment. My goodness. Yeah. Live a, live yes. a dynamic life. Oh. Lucas, you're giving some wisdom here. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And I think that all of this is so fitting as we inch toward spring and uh, the conjunction of Jupiter and Neptune that's going to help us realize our dreams. It does feel like things for you and maybe for us are moving in a positive direction. And I'm excited for it. <laughs> sure hope so. to meet it, as you've said. Yeah. <laughs> fully. I used to be a fall-winter person, Lucas, but now I think I'm ready to embrace spring, get some colorful turtlenecks, and uh, maybe some harem pants, uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. I don't know if that's still okay to call them that. I don't know. But, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> it, it seems problematic, but maybe it's, it's not. <laughs> it does, but also like what, that, that's also what they're called. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so I, I don't want to deny them that, <laughs> if that's what they are. Uh, but uh, uh, you're going to go out on tour, though, correct? The album comes out on tax day, which is a very sensuous and pleasurable day for many. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, but then you're going to go out on tour? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to go on tour in the summer. Uh, so like June and July. I'll be, I'll be driving around USA, living in a car with my friends. Uh, I'm sure I'll be very tired, equally as tired as I am right now the whole time. Uh, yeah. But it, I'm sure it'll be also quite fun. And then I'm also and when, doing a European tour in uh, October. Oh, uh, great. And yeah. when you go out, how big of an outfit is it that's traveling with you? Uh, it's been a five-piece for a while. So I have a kind of new group uh, with me this time, but yeah, it's it's five of us. So me and me and four uh, four people backing me. That sounds wonderful. You all get along so far, so hopefully that'll be. I, the case yeah, on I mean, the other I think end. so. I, I <laughs> as of now, I like them very, very much. <laughs> We've also not lived in a car together yet, so who knows? No, I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure it will too. Um, well, uh, Lucas, this has just been so delightful to, to get to know you, to talk with you about this album. I'm sure it's going to be successful and um, it, it bring a lot of joy and a lot of pleasure to people. I'm sure you have some fans that are eager for, for it to happen and be out there. So uh, I wish you I all the so. success with it. Thank you. I don't know what and, success uh, means, but I hope it works out well <laughs> for, exactly. for me. Exactly. <laughs> however you define it. How, yeah. <laughs> It's it's already brought uh, uh, pleasure to me, so in that way, it's a Great. success. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, well, thank you again for being here. This is great, and I hope yeah. to, to see you out there in the world sometime. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Okay, take care. Look, sometimes you wake someone up and talk about eggs for a half hour. <laughs> I think that might have been the most Lucas Nathan thing that could have happened. I'm so thankful to Lucas for their time and honesty and matter-of-factness when it comes to being creative soul. We all make work in different ways, and we all think or don't think about it in terms that make the most sense to us. And look, the album is really good. In fact, after we sign up, we'll listen to a tune from the new album, Free Time. Uh, this one's called Just Say Play, which includes a fine bit of flute work by Johnny Cosmo. Friends, Express yourselves. Wear whatever you want. Be whoever you want. It's spring. We're still struggling on many fronts, but we still need that joy. And as you do that, remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead.
Night with Dale is independently produced, written, and performed by James Bewley. Season 14 artwork by M.K. Cummins. Season 14 theme features lyrics and vocals by Kylie Lotz, music by Austin Lotz, and mixing by Zach Robbins. It's never too late to give Dale a positive review while hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts. But you can also tune in to Dale's Frequency on Stitcher, Podchaser, SoundCloud, and Spotify, wherever you are. Dale's right there with you. To get in touch with mindfulness tips, positive reinforcement, or just to say hello, email Dale directly at daleradio at gmail.com. Be sure to follow him on Instagram by looking up at Dale Seaver. From our being to yours, thank you for visiting The Deep Night. <laughs>